Welcome to Experience This, the podcast that celebrates remarkable customer experiences and inspires you to stand out from the competition by wowing your customers. Each episode, we bring you a healthy dose of inspiring stories, funny interactions, and practical takeaways. Marketing and customer experience thought leader, Dan Gingas. Shares the mic with customer retention and employee experience expert, Joey Coleman. Helping you to get people talking about your business. So get ready, because it's time to experience this. Get ready for another episode of the Experience This Show. Join us as we discuss a less than logical checkout experience, the evolving role of mobile apps in banking, and an un-Vegas hotel in Vegas. In the flow, on the go, and in the know. Oh my. Sometimes a remarkable experience deserves deeper investigation. We dive into the nitty-gritty of customer interactions and dissect how and why they happen. Join us while we're dissecting the experience. Dan, I had a little in-store experience the other day and would love to get your thoughts on it. An in-store experience from Joey, the buy it online guy. This is going to be good. Yeah, I am more of a buy it online guy, Dan, which is maybe why this interaction stood out to me more than it might have to someone else. But I'll let you decide. So the other day, I went to a national brand pharmacy to pick up some medicine. And while I was there, I noticed that they had a special running where if you purchased two of the same item, you got the third one for free. Now, to be honest, the item doesn't matter. What mattered is that it seemed like a good deal to me. And it was an item that I know that we use regularly in our house. And while it wasn't on the shopping list for that trip to the store, I decided to purchase it. I decided to take advantage of the buy two, get one free offer. So I went to the self-checkout because to be honest, there was no one at the assisted checkout counter. And I started scanning my items. I scanned the first two items and then put the third item into the bagging area without scanning it because it was buy two, get one free. Oh, no, no, no. Rookie mistake, my friend. Rookie mistake because the machine doesn't like that. The machine probably gave you a warning for putting something in your cart that you didn't pay for. It did indeed. It's like you were there with me. I got the warning on the screen and it said there was an unexpected item in the bagging area that I needed to remove and scan before I could proceed. So I dutifully followed the prompts. I removed the item from the baggage area and I scanned it, but it registered on the screen as full price instead of the buy two, get one free offer that I had been promised. Oh boy, that's not good. What did you do? Well, I decided to push that little need assistance button, which I do wish I had a need assistance button in my life that I could press all the time. And then I waited about three or four minutes for someone to come and help me. Now, when they arrived, this is where it got particularly interesting. I explained the situation and the attendant said, oh, don't worry, this happens all the time. You need to scan the item and then the buy two, get one free discount will appear after you press pay and insert your credit card. Yeah, I was afraid you were going to say that. And and that was kind of what I predicted because, uh, you know, I'm a, 
I'm a pretty savvy discount shopper as well. And I do like the self-checkout. I use it more often than not. And yeah, you do have to hit pay. I don't know why. And of course, it would make a whole lot more sense if the machine told you, don't worry, your discount will show when you hit the pay button. And then you wouldn't have had to call for assistance. But alas, communication a little bit lacking. Communication, a lot lacking because when I've done similar types of transactions online, when you add the item to the cart, it immediately shows the discount right there before you have to pay. And that was pretty bad. But I was also a little caught off guard by the, oh, don't worry, this happens all the time. Really? If this happens all the time and customers often have an issue with this and you regularly run buy two, get one free promotions, Why haven't you either A, put up a sign that says this is what happens, B, fixed the point of sale system so that it doesn't operate this way, C, set up a sign next to the item of buy two, get one free that says, by the way, if you take advantage of this, go ahead and scan all three. It'll come through at the end. There's just a stack of opportunities here to make the experience better. Yeah, and I can hear some retail listeners already muttering under their breaths that this is easier said than done because unfortunately, the person who you're working with at the store who came to your assistant is not somebody who can fix the POS system, the point of service system or point of sale. And so that's done at headquarters, right? Now, all of this makes sense. It's just not the customer's problem. And so ultimately, it sounds like what this pharmacy needs to do is have a better line of communication between, say, the programmers back at headquarters and the frontline people who are dealing with customers every day so that they can just ask that simple question. What are the things that happen all the time that we could fix? And this would be one of them. This would absolutely be one of them. And I think I'll uh, extend this one thought further in that Most retail establishments that have a bricks and mortar kind of location, I would posit want more people to come to their store. They want more people to come into the store to justify the rent that they're paying for the commercial space, to justify the employees that they have staffing that during all hours of the day, especially this place is a 24-hour pharmacy. So there's a desire to have people come in and purchase things And yet the purchase experience is less than optimal, especially compared to an online purchase experience. Now, I get that this type of situation happens in almost every business every day, regardless of whether you are a retail establishment or not. There are things going on in your business where you have employees that can't solve the problem and customers that are dealing with a situation or a problem that keeps repeating itself. So what do we do about this? Well, I've got a suggestion and it's called the phrase audit. Here's how it works. You get your whole team together. You give everyone a stack of three by five note cards or post-it notes. You tell them that you're going to say a phrase that is probably a phrase they've said to customers before. And what you want them to write down is what happened immediately before they said that phrase? What happened to prompt them to say that particular phrase? And for example, you could start with, quote, this happens all the time. Ask them to write down a scenario when they would say to a customer, this happens all the time. Have them write down that example on their card and then hand it in. Then ask them the exact same question again, 
but ask them to give a different scenario that would result in them saying, this happens all the time. Then have them hand in the cards again and do this another time. Go three times in a row. Now you have a pretty good catalog of all the things that your customers are confused about or irritated by that your employees know are a problem, but it still hasn't been addressed yet. You can also audit phrases like, I'm so sorry that happened. Or, I'm sorry, it's our policy. Or, I've talked to management about this before, but there are things that are happening in your customer interactions every day that can be improved on. Don't let the this happens all the time be an excuse for delivering a diminished customer experience. Surveys, reports, studies, and reviews. There are some great resources that look at consumer behavior to find emerging trends and established patterns. We dig through the data and bring you the key takeaways in this edition of Inside the Numbers. In the last episode, we took an initial look at the Humanizing the Bank Customer Experience Report by American Banker and Monogle. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, you might think about going back to it first so the rest of this segment makes sense. The report had so many findings that we decided to split it up across two episodes. So let's get into the rest of the report. Customers interact with their banks in a variety of ways, including through debit cards and credit cards, which 84% of the respondents said they did, in-person branches, which was 68%, and ATMs, which was 66%. Mobile apps, or 60%, are the most frequent digital method of interaction. But when it comes to which method customers consider most important, mobile apps are at the very top of the list. Now, my first question for you, Joey, is, is that a surprise? (laughs) Well, on one hand, Dan, it is, but it isn't. As you were sharing the statistics, I was thinking about my own relationship with my bank. I rarely, if ever, use my debit card. I don't actually have a credit card with my bank. I can't remember the last time I went inside an in-person branch. And because, to be honest, I so rarely use cash, what I have a tendency to do is go and get some cash out of the ATM. And then that usually lasts me a while because I'm usually paying with plastic as opposed to paying with cash. So for me, the mobile app is actually the method of contact that I use the most, even though in the study, it was kind of fourth in the list of uh, tools that a bank customer would use. But for me, it would be the highest priority. So on one hand, it makes me wonder about the results of the survey. But on the other hand, it certainly aligns with my own feelings about the importance of the mobile app. Yeah, and I think I I hear what you're saying there because no matter how you use the bank's other services, the mobile app is still going to be a critical component. And sure enough, customers who use mobile apps also use them frequently. 44% of respondents report using a mobile banking app at least once per week, while 22% consult it every day. That's a lot of use. I got to admit, I'm not in the daily usage there. That's okay. Don't No worries. But 22% are. There are some sizable gaps between how important a customer considers a certain feature and how well they think it performs. For example, with fraud alerts, 78% of respondents felt that they were very important, but only 56% were pleased with the performance. 
Viewing up-to-date account activity and gaining rewards or benefits also had discrepancies, though not as large. From one end of the spectrum, which is mobile apps, to the other, which is in-person branches. I thought it was fascinating to see which words and phrases that customers were presented with did they associate with one channel versus the other. For example, when presented with the phrase, allows me to grow relationships with others, 82% chose in-person, only 18% chose online. Words like social or safety when paying, fulfilling, protection of privacy, those were all on the in-person side. So people feel that in-person, that there's more privacy, there's more safety. On the online side, you had things like ability to see more options. 75% chose online over in-person. Convenient, allows me to gather information as needed. Streamlined purchase experience. And most of all, access to information. So when presented with the phrase access to information, 81% chose online as being more applicable than in-person. In addition, customers are pretty clear about how they use each of the channels. For example, creating a trust or a will, exchanging money, retirement planning, and financial planning, all over-indexed on a preference for those in-person interactions over the online interactions. We kind of found ourselves in the middle with something about finding financial advice. That was almost 50-50 split between the online and the in-person. And customers preferred the online solution when it came to things like paying bills or signing up for a rewards program or using rewards points. All of those were almost 80 to 20, 80% preferring online, less than 20% preferring in-person interactions. So what can we learn here? We understand that many of you listening are not bankers or nor do you work for a bank. But... What is likely the case is that in your business, there are also multiple channels that your customers can engage in. It's really critical to focus on the needs of that customer in that channel. So as we break down the data here in this report, you'll also find that there's some generational differences. And that's really important too, is understanding which customer uses which channel for which transaction, and then providing the best experience that you can in each of those cases. Are you tired of not knowing the answer to customer questions? Do you wish everyone on your customer support team had a high level of subject matter expertise so they could respond to customers efficiently and accurately? If so, maybe it's time for you to swarm. Hello, thanks for calling Acme Corp. This is Henry. How can I help you today? Hi, my name is Todd, and I'm calling to find out how to pair the Remote Master 3000 with my old TV and new surround sound system. Okay, I'd be happy to help you with that. If you could just give me a moment while I call up some information and see what I can recommend for you. Hmm, not sure how to handle this situation. It's time to swarm. Awesome, I see that Juwan, Jacqueline, and Maria have all handled this type of situation before. Let's see what they would suggest. Let me just share a few additional relevant details here from Todd's question. Now that's interesting. Oh, okay, I, I can see how this would work. All right, perfect. Todd? Still here. Hey, you'll be happy to know that I found the answer to your question. Let me explain so that we can get this situation resolved for you today. 
Now, I know you've got the Remote Master 3000 and you're trying to pair it with your... Swarming is a framework that allows your support team to draw on the collective knowledge of your entire enterprise. Think of it like a beehive. When an agent initiates a swarm, Coveo's AI-powered software instantly identifies the best subject matter experts in your organization. These experts, think of them as bees, gather in a dedicated Slack channel to workshop a solution in real time. Like a group of bees, they collaborate to produce the best honey. Once they've identified the best answer, the bees go back to their other tasks, leaving behind not only the golden answer you seek, but a honeycomb-like framework that makes answering questions like this easier and faster next time. To find the sweet solutions your customer service team needs, visit get.coveo.com slash experience this. That's G-E-T dot C-O-V-E-O dot com slash experience this, where you can access a free ebook with an overview of how swarming works and schedule a demo to see how swarming can help your team deliver better customer and agent experiences. Just because you have required elements of your business doesn't mean they need to be boring. It's time to get creative, have some fun, and make people sit up and take notice. Get your customers talking when you make the required remarkable. Dan, I know that you go to Las Vegas often, but have you ever stayed at a hotel that isn't on the Strip, the main road where so many of the large hotels and casinos in Las Vegas are located? Well, back in the day, Joey, I used to pack seven guys into a room at Binion's Horseshoe, but I think that's probably not what you're talking about. I that is absolutely not what I'm talking about. 35 bucks have, a night, baby. We may have to have a special segment just on that experience. But I ask because I was in Las Vegas recently, not years ago back in the day, just about a week and a half ago. And I was hosting an event for a mastermind group and we stayed at the English Hotel. Now, the English, as most people refer to it, is located in the Arts District between the Strip and downtown Las Vegas. It's a cool, hip neighborhood filled with art galleries and boutique shops that's off the beaten path. And frankly, it's a place that most visitors to Las Vegas will never see. They also have a lovely staff. And I want to give a special shout out to their director of sales and marketing, Shelly Gray, who was a delight to work with during my event. The English is a boutique hotel that is labeled or named after Chef Todd English. It features great artwork, late-night sushi, and a unique local vibe that, frankly, is often missing from the Vegas experience. There were three specific elements of the English experience that, while many would see as being required, the English took to the level of being remarkable. And the first one was the walls of the hotel. Yes, indeed, the walls of the hotel. Every hotel has walls, inner walls, outer walls, the walls that support the building, the walls around the pool area, the walls around the restaurant. The English makes walls an experience. They hired a bunch of different local graffiti artists to create these gorgeous murals in a variety of styles. Murals on the wall surrounding the outdoor seating area at the restaurant. A different type of mural on the walls surrounding the swimming pool. Yet another style of mural on the walls facing the parking lot. And finally, another type of mural on the walls of the utility building located next to the hotel. Everywhere you looked, there were these beautifully painted walls 
oversized pieces of art that not only anchored the location of the hotel in the arts district, but made for an Instagrammable moment for hotel guests and even people just walking by the property. Folks, if you're paying attention there, Joey just mentioned a social media channel. I'm very proud of you, buddy. <laughs> it was an Instagrammable uh, moment. It was. It was. It sounds like it. And, you know, I'm a big fan of experiences where people don't expect an experience. And I love how you set this up that, you know, a wall is just a wall. Unless it isn't, unless it's something that's more than a wall, unless it is something that's art and that's memorable. And I think it's a great immediate takeaway to just find those places in your business. Even if you don't have a physical location that has walls, there's a part of your business where no one is expecting an experience. And when you can provide one, it's instantly memorable. So true. And in fact, I took it one step further because I've got two little boys at home, a six-year-old and a nine-year-old. And when I go on trips, invariably we FaceTime and they want to see the hotel room or they want to see where I'm at. I actually did several calls from outside at the hotel with these walls as a backdrop because I knew that my boys would like them. So it created a different type of experience that I wouldn't normally have at a hotel. But I also wanted to talk about another remarkable element of the English hotel experience. And that was the do not disturb sign. Now, anybody who's ever been in a hotel knows that there are these little signs that you can hang on your door that say do not disturb. Or usually if you flip it over, it says, you know, please make up my room or clean my room, some type of a message to let housekeeping know that you're out of the room and you'd like to have things refreshed. The English hotel took it to the next level. There do not disturb sign, on one side said, look away, cocktail shaking in progress. And on the other side, it said, please clean me, probably spilled that cocktail. I like it. I like it. Again, the do not disturb sign is a required part of the business when you are in the hotel industry. But to be able to make it remarkable is making an experience out of something that people don't expect. And so I'm sure you got a little chuckle out of it. I also like to point out, because as you know, I refer to things like this as being witty, which is not being hysterical. It's not being, you know, you didn't fall over laughing. It's not that funny. But if it gets a smile or a chuckle from somebody, then it's been successful. And it's a moment that people remember, a very micro moment. And if that's the only thing you do, it's not going to make the experience. But if you have a series of them, which I think you're building up to is kind of what's happening at the English Hotel, that's when people remember the entire experience. Dan, you're so true. These interactions have a tendency to compound the experience. One little interaction after another. If you can make someone smile, if you can make them laugh, if you can make them say, oh, now someone was paying attention there, they build into the overall experience. And I so appreciate you pointing out the witty aspect of this. And anybody who hasn't read Dan's fantastic book, The Experience Maker, he has a whole section devoted to ways that you can be witty. I loved that witty reference of making the cocktail, spilling the cocktail. And the kicker is I'm not even a drinker. But the funny thing is there is a special cocktail cart and stand in the room at the English in each of the hotel rooms. And so it's almost like the little sign is pointing out a featured amenity that's in the room that you might not have otherwise noticed or taken advantage of. But I got to tell you, it was the final element that I wanted to talk about that was the little touch that really brought the whole experience together. 
Dan, have you ever been in a hotel where they have those little envelopes for you to leave a tip for housekeeping? Yes, of course. And I would uh, say that most of them are not particularly remarkable. <laughs> exactly. Most aren't remarkable at all. But increasingly, hotels are leaving these little envelopes to prompt guests to tip the housekeeping staff. The folks at the English took it to another level. Inside the hotel room, right next to the TV, was a black envelope. It was beautiful. It had gold trim design and embossed letters on the front. And the message on the envelope read as follows. The secret ingredient to my success are my team members. Each of them work so well together, like a perfectly curated dish. Todd English. Now, I love this for a number of reasons. Number one, it's the namesake of the hotel connecting and pointing out the relationship to the staff and the team that are in the hotel. Todd English is a chef. And so the reference to being a perfectly curated dish is also a nice little touch. And it really reinforces kind of the overall brand experience into this little tip envelope. You know, I like the point that you made about the branding and the theme of Todd English being a chef. I was actually thinking the same thing when you mentioned the beverage cart in the room, which is very much on brand. And it sounds like that another part of the brand, besides from being about food and beverage, is about immersive experiences, is about the the customer, the guest being part of it, right? And otherwise, someone would just come to your room and make a drink for you. But no, you get to do it yourself and that's sort of part of it. And I, I agree with the envelope as well that it is a, it's a nice gesture. It's, a, it's humble. It's understanding that, you know, yeah, people are probably coming because it's Todd English, but they're also probably having a great experience because of the staff. Absolutely. And I think as I start to do even more explorations about the blend between customer experience and employee experience, I think every business has an opportunity to double down on how you're showing the love to your employees as a way to also show the love to your customers. Now, we've talked about hotels in the past that were creating un-Vegas experiences in Las Vegas. Yes, like your segment about The Majestic, a wellness-focused hotel back in, let me see here, let me think, season four, episode 84. Exactly, Rain Man. But while this story is certainly about an un-Vegas hotel experience, please don't miss the chance to apply these learnings to your own business. What is a part of your business that is required but could stand a bit of sprucing up to become remarkable? Could you paint the walls? Could you make your signage more playful or witty? Could you find opportunities to hide little messages for your customers to find that further increase and enhance the overall brand experience? Friends, you're only limited by your own imagination. So go take those required elements of your business and make them remarkable. And if you're looking for a fun place to stay next time you're in Las Vegas, check out the English Hotel and tell them that Joey and Dan sent you to have a remarkable experience. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Experience This. You're the best listener ever. And since you listened to the whole show, yay you, we're curious. Was there a specific part of this episode that you enjoyed the most? If so, it would mean the world to us if you could share it with a coworker, a friend, or someone that just loves listening to podcasts. And while you're in the sharing mood, if you felt inclined to jump over to iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts and write us a review, we would so appreciate it. 
And when you do, don't forget to let us know as we might have a little surprise for you. Thanks again for your time and we'll see you next week for more Experience This.